0: You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusades 2022 brought to you by The Longbox Crusade.
1: Highlanding.
0: Hello and welcome to the third day of the 12 Days of Crusademis for 2022. Brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating the joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus, we'll bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day, I'm your host for this third day of Crusade, Ms. Delvin Williams, the Christmas Pimp Destro. Oh, oh, oh. And here are the three pieces of tinsel joining me for today's unwrapping. We will start off with the founder of the Long Crusade. It is Pat Sampson, and we call him DJ mm-hmm. Cristados. Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. Pat.
2: Merry Christmas, Delvin. Happy Christmas time here at LBC Festivals. I'm so excited. You know why I'm so excited? Why are you so excited? Because I get to continue the story of the Night Before Crusademus.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: As you know, on our last episode, we left off with MJ and Sean just settling down for a winter's nap, right? Here's what happened after that. (music) When out on the snow covered LBC lawn, there arose such a clatter. Sean sprang from his bed to see what was the matter. Away from the window, Sean flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. We'll find out what happens next on
0: the next episode. My goodness, Pat, I am on the seat of my seat. I don't know what's going to happen. There are twists, there are turns. There are twists and turns. And bits and bits. I I don't don't know what to do, so I'm just going to move on to Jason Albrecht. We call it Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas. Jason.
3: Merry Christmas, Delvin. Merry Christmas, Pat. I'm going to apologize in advance. Mary Jane approached me today. She said she has very urgent matters to discuss with us. So I told her I would yield my time to Mary Jane because she's trying to get everything ready for our annual Christmas party. So Mary Jane, keep it brief. Here's the floor. Thank you, baby. You know, we got this party coming up, y'all, so I need you to buckle down and do your business. Now, I noticed I, I got this note that Jared is at some strip boat. What the heck kind of shenanigans is going on? It's, we got to be planning. No, he's got strep throat, Mary Jane. Strep throat. Wh- whatever. Okay, baby. Delvin, you got to take Definitely. on his responsibilities now, Okay. You are in charge of going through these invitations. I like get these invitations out, and I gotta ask you. I, I, I see we got the fire water folks. They cool. This Darren and Ruth, they some party animals. You remember the damage they did to our facility last year? Are you sure you want to invite them back?
2: We're not we allowed to talk to. about that. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk yeah. about that because we know
3: how he, Ruth he's gets. Right, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. because it's, oh, this is right respect. hook. But it's Christmas, so we got to invite Darren and Ruth. All right, but if they break out that main window again, I ain't paying for it. That was expensive last time. Now pay it. Pay it. Just I unkink. asked you to hang up the Christmas lights. But I- I- unkink the lights. Why aren't those lights unkinked? I like him. are those lights unkinked.
2: <laughs> I like them kinky.
3: Well I know you like kinky stuff, but we need those lights unkinked and hooked up because this is right, all right. All right, in get, charge I'll get. of the lights and all the decorations. Now Weasel Skull, you gotta keep these folks in line, okay? You gotta get the hot cocoa, you gotta get everything already. I got it, Mary Jane. I promise I'll have it I have it already. Alright. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's this guy? What's he doing here? What's your name, sir? I'm looking at you with the Highlander poster. There can be only one and that one's MJ. What's your name?
1: My name is Kevin Reitzel from the
3: What Fan was it Podcast before you Network. changed it?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, hey, the Weasel skull. Yes. You know Alan's coming, right? He's gonna want that spotted. Just get it ready. Get it ready. A bits and bits and bits and bits. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. When did she get yeah. her bossy? <laughs> you know how she gets this time of the year she really likes this christmas party yeah that's true that's true so she likes the snow Mm -hmm, she does like the snow
0: (laughs) yeah and she doesn't like being short even though she said she was going to be but you know what never mind moving (laughs) on we would normally have jared albrecht aka yard Cell artist aka death Probe, but as weasel skull and mary jane happen to mention he's down with the strep uh for this crusade but it is okay Joining us today around the fireplace is Kevin Reitzel from the Fandom Podcast Network and the Blood of Kings Highlander Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Delvin. This is good to be on. I'm glad to be talking a comic and I think it's going to be an interesting one.
0: I see you got a comic book over there, carefully gift wrapped in that stocking. You mind sharing it with us?
1: Being a big Highlander fan, hosting a highlander podcast uh, blood of kings on our fandom podcast network group here 2017 a limited series five issue series came out called Highlander the American Dream and uh, being Highlander fans we're all really excited to have any new Highlander content this year being the 36th anniversary of the original Highlander and of course the Highlander reboot coming out soon. This one we all jumped on as Highlander fans and Highlander the American Dream is a five part issue series talking about Connor's time in America. America for about a couple hundred years prior to the events in 1985 from the original Highlander movie. And this series leads up right to the gathering where there's supposedly six immortals getting ready to fight till the end because in the original Highlander, we all learned there can be only one. It's very true. Now, for a little brief history here, the writer was Brian Ruckley, the artist was Andrea Muti, and colors were done by Vladimir Popov. From the press release, we learn that Scottish fantasy writer Brian Ruckley will be spinning a new tale chronicling the events that led up to the opening of the classic 1986 feature film while casting a new light on that battle between immortals throughout time. It's been 30 years since the release of Highlander that inspired this massive cult following that craves new stories based on the original film. And it was joined by artist Andrea Moody. Ruckley will explore Connor McCloud's journey, both physically and internally, that led him to become humanity's immortal champion. From medieval Scotland to Civil War era Pennsylvania to mid-century Manhattan, readers will meet compelling new characters such as the immortal Asta Vasilek and revisit fan favorites. Did you guys get a chance to check this out? Oh, you know yeah. I did. I'm assuming we're all Highlander fans here, so that's why I wanted to make sure that we're on the same boat here. Let me give you a quick synopsis, a summary of this first issue of Highlander, the American Dream, issue number one. Timetable, 1985, Manhattan, New York. And it also takes place in 1863, Pennsylvania, 10 days after the Battles of Gettysburg. New York, Manhattan, Hudson Street, 1985. It opens with a strange immortal visiting Connor McLeod's antique store where he gets somewhat frosty reception from Rachel. Then Connor meets the strange man on the Brooklyn Bridge who is from his past. His name is Asta Vasilik. He wishes to talk to McLeod before it all ends with the gathering. When asked, Vasilik reveals that there are only six immortals left. The story then flashes back to the American Civil War and recounts how Connor and Vasilik first met shortly after the Battle of Gettysburg. An injured Connor takes refuge on holy ground inside the monk Vasilik's church. And we meet an immortal Confederate commander, John Hook, who originally arrived on the Mayflower, now pursuing Connor, and is second only to the Kurgan in terms of how evil he is. So the main characters that we have in this book are, of course, Connor McLeod. He needs no introduction. But we get some backstory on Asta Vasilik. This is the guy that we see only mentioned in the original film as someone that lost their head in New Jersey, and Connor was questioned by the police. So you only get references in the movie and a quick photograph if you look carefully. And is also referenced by the Kurgan while he's driving in New York listening to the radio report of a decapitated victim. We find out that Asta Vasilik was born in Estonia around 1190. As of 1863, he had been a monk for 400 years. We also learn about John Hook, who's an immortal, an immortal who arrived on the Mayflower and discovered his immortality shortly after. In 1863, a Confederate commander described as a thief and a killer by Osta Vasilik. And of course, we have Highlander's favorite, mortal Rachel Ellenstein, the young girl that he saved in World War II, Connor's close friend and trusted confidant and watcher of his store and residence in New York. So what'd you guys think? Let's start with Pat. This was a
2: very interesting story and you having going through the beginning of it that when it was the time frame and I was thinking that it was right before the original Highlander movie, which is a movie that I really enjoyed. I enjoy so much. I have it on Laserdisc, one of the Laserdisc collections that I have.
1: I have one hanging out right behind me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Back then, when this movie came out, to get it on Laserdisc was like, oh, yeah, I got to have this sweet, you know, way before DVD was out. This was the way to get it. And I enjoyed watching this thing over and over again. Plus, it had the extra stuff added into it. I was really looking forward to reading this one that you brought. I was interested in the story that was being told because it was really cool that you didn't see a lot of what brought up to the quickening, the, the gathering, they call it to get everybody there and to see some other characters mentioned. Artwork was very well. I enjoyed the colors as well, too. So I thought overall I was kind of, need I say a word that Jason says, trepidatious about going into this. But once I read it, I'm like, ooh, there's something going on here that is interesting to me. And I guess we'll find out in my ratings at the end how interesting it was.
1: All right, let's go to Dalvin. What did you think? I think I'm floored that
0: Pat correctly pronounce and use the word trepidatious. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Pat. I'm proud of you. I've been trying, you know, I got the, uh, you know, word of the
2: day toilet paper, so.
0: It is a Christmas miracle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Tis the season. All right. What I think about the Highlander, within the first couple of pages, I was... Very, very intrigued. I watched The Highlander originally with Jared in a trailer in Auburn, Alabama, some 25 years ago or so, and remember liking it. I thought Highlander was good. I thought Highlander 2 was not as good because it was pretty much the exact same movie as Highlander 1. (laughs) But... The premise of it is really good. And so I'm glad that they translated it into a comic book or or continued the adventures of it. Very interesting from the start. And, man, it's interesting. Like, if you're an immortal and you know where you can sense, basically, where the other immortals are and, like, he comes through the door and, you know, it's almost like, hey we fighting? (laughs) No, no, we're not fighting. I swear. I'm not pulling anything. No, no, no sword on me. No sword, no gun. We're good. We're good. Just came to talk. Okay. Okay, cool. Let's talk. Because you have to have that trust factor because you you know what's going on if you are a Highlander and that someone's probably going to be coming after you at some point to kill you. And so they launch into that storyline about how Connor was in danger and how The guy, John, comes after him and John doesn't give a crap about holy ground or anything. He is just Mm. a complete 'er ne'er-do-well. Yeah, a lot of interesting and intriguing backstory that I'm sure is going to set up a great story that was in present day in 1985. A lot of things to be intrigued by.
1: I enjoyed it. I'm glad you brought that up about John Hook, because we find out that he's a homicidal maniac and is not fond, obviously, of Connor. And Asta refers to the Kurgan. If the Kurgan is the wolf, John Hook is a rabid dog later uh, in an issue. So, yeah, definitely. What about you, Jason? What did you think of the issue?
3: Well, Kevin, I'm a big time Highlander fan, not in your league, obviously, but still somebody that really loved and has watched the original movie double digit amount of times. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Love the movie, love the original. Not so fond of any of the sequels. I gave them all a try one Mario Van Peebles, the second one, the the only one I haven't watched is the animated movie, which I hear is actually pretty good. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, I might have to give that one a try. But my point being is that how it applies to this comic is I just feel like Highlander is one of those movies that should have been done and left alone. Nothing. anytime they try to make a sequel to explain what happened, to me, it just like, this doesn't make sense. So when you came to me with the comic, I was a little bit concerned because I was like, ah, is this going to be one of those moments?
2: W- would you so, say you were a little trepidatious?
3: I, I was going to say trepidatious, <laughs> but you took the word and I don't have any. I only have like one big word a day. So and you took it. So there it is. But yeah, I was a little trepidatious because I've been burned before. I watched the TV series for a little while, but again, I just like, it seemed formulaic and I kind of fell off of it. But with the comic book, this comic book that you brought, I really felt like I was brought back into that movie. Like I was stepping into Connor McCloud's life just before the events of the movie. It seemed to have the right feel. It seemed to have the right tone. It seemed to have the right amount of tension and I thought the art was superb. This is top talent at work and the art really matches the feel of the story. So I was very impressed with the comic you brought. And obviously it's only the first of, I think you said, it was five issues. Yeah, five issues. Yeah. So we're just getting a taste, but it was a good taste and enough to hook me to want to see what happens next. So I, it was really well done.
1: Fans being trepidatious about sequels is understandable. In my Highlander fandom, uh, a lot of people, when everything new, Highlander comes out, especially with a new reboot coming out, everyone's go-to is like, there should be only one. However, the TV series did a really good job of expanding on the mythology. And yes, a lot of people believe that Highlander should have been left alone, but the only problem is that movie created something that makes us yearning for more because it questions mortality and how you would deal with it yourself over hundreds of years, seeing people you know and love die and being tormented by people hunting you down and wanting to take your head. Plus the, the flashbacks to history, there's just so many opportunities. And the TV series was able to kind of live up to that to a certain degree if you stuck with it when it came down to the mythology. So the second movie and, you know, the, the sequels tried uh, they, in, in some of the sequels, like, you know, Highlander Endgame did OK and stuff. But movies overall would come up short. The TV series did a little bit better with building the world, the mythology a little bit more. And that's why we're getting a reboot, I would assume, because Chad Stelhesky, who's a huge fan of the series and the movies, knows his stuff. And he's desperate to jump into that mythology and build on it. So we don't know any more information other than Henry Cavill is playing the lead. But I understand you're trepidatious going into it. So... Now it's time to rate interest in the series using the official Miss Candy Cane Scale. On a scale of one to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested, and one being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of Highlander, the American Dream? You have to start at like six or higher, in my opinion. So let's start with, let's start with Delvin, what do you think, man? Well, I have
0: to start at six or higher, that, that's
1: the rule. <laughs>
0: No, it's going to clear that bar uh, easily for me. Even though I am a wrestling fan and the American dream is Dusty Rhodes, I have high marks for Highlander. I give it a 10. I think it's a really good series. And it definitely left me intrigued and wanting to read more.
1: Well, let me tell you this. You do learn more about Connor McCloud's wrestling fandom in a later issue. So make sure you guys check it out. All right. What about you, Pat? How many candy canes you given this?
2: As you guys were talking, this Highlander, the concept is just so engrossing. Like you were saying, I just want to you want to pull in and just kind of live in this universe and watch these guys and figure out again why and and what's their backstory, what have they seen and what have they done was. Always something that really interests me about this. So I'm going to give this an 11 because this adds a little bit more to the background of what's happening. And like you said, you know, you figure out what was happening, you know, what the Kurgan did and who's this other crazy guy out there. 11, if I can find this out there in the wild, I'm definitely going to try hunting this down to finish the series. Did they make a trade paperback? I can't remember if you mentioned that earlier.
1: Yes, they did. I'm holding it right here in my hand. Got it all in one. Volume yeah, right so. here. Awesome. Yep. All right. Uh, what about you, Jason? How many candy canes are you giving this one?
3: Using my scale of humor, heart, spectacle, and art. Humor is probably where it's at its weakest. I'll give it one candy cane for that. Heart, I've got to give it a full three. It's Highlander, man. So there you go. Three candy canes. Spectacle, I thought the spectacle was great. I loved it going from the 80s to the Civil War era. I'm excited to see more. So I'll give it three for that as well. I'll also give it another three for art for the reasons why I already discussed. That leaves me a 10. And of course, I'm going to reward your enthusiasm. I mean, you've even got an Islander poster in the background there. Listeners can't see, but hey, you know, extra points there. So I'm going to land at an 11 for me.
1: Awesome. When you said spectacle, it made me think of the next few issues that you guys as fans should check out. Because this John Hook and Connor rivalry, it continues in several panels and it gets pretty bloody at times too the comic artist did not hide from the violence especially uh you know one of the things that connor does in this first issue and but uh you see some character development as well with connor and rachel because towards the end you see what she has to do to be a confidant to connor mcleod leading up to those moments in uh, new york in 1985 and not going to spoil it but the kurgan as a small, you know how they say you have a hand in something? I'm going to say he's got his large pinky tied towards right before this comic ends, because uh, something interesting does happen there. You guys brought up all wonderful points on this, and thank you guys. That's what I got. Please check it out. It's my recommendation. That will wrap up day three of the 12 Days of
0: Crusadeness. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think about it. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Longbox Crusade. Email is contact at longboxcrusade.com. Phone number. That's right. Leave us a message. 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Don't worry, fellas. I got it. Pick up the phone. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year or just want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all of the episodes of Crusademus past from 2017 to 2021.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow and find out what next gift is under the tree here at the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, thanks for
0: being here, Kevin. We we enjoyed you, dude.
1: Thank you, guys. And I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, please check out my favorite Christmas movie of all time. That's Scrooged. And until next time, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams.
2: Wiggity, 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 wiggity,
3: songs song clips and characters discuss our copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended we are just fans that like to share our love of comics
0: Outtakes. other than uh i'm going to read that first you're listening to the blah blah blah, and then you have to do that singing intro of three highlanders highlanding
1: three highlanders highlandering <laughs> yep, something, something like that um and well, that's and the part that. of the 12 days of christmas song right so
0: Absolutely. So you you just got one of those. You can just go three islands, high landing, however you want to go.
1: So I have Bob and Doug McKenzie's version going in my head right now. <laughs>
0: that, that is, I think that's one of the ones that Pat puts in every year, right?
3: I think so.
1: It yeah. is one of the
0: ones yeah. that I used. Yeah. Yeah. Five golden two. Fun one. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Five <laughs> <golden> <laughs> yeah. Twos. Three pounds of back bacon. Yeah. Yep. I or remember. French toast and a beer. and a tree. <laughs> <Three> yes. <pesto laughs>